Hey everybody, it's Thursday night, it's time for another Kingdom of Loathing podcast, and I'm Jick. And I'm Riff. And I'm Hot Stuff. How you guys doing? Okay. Doing all right. uh, We managed to make a band start playing next door by deciding to start recording audio in this room. Nice. It might not be audible. You're like the puppet masters. The masters of puppets. Record some room noise and just edit it out. Okay. Because it's, it's consistent sort of droning rock. I wonder if Reaper has a, has They're a, playing just bagpipes. get rid of this song. Yeah. Yeah, it's droning like, rock bagpipes. It's the opposite of uh, karaoke, right? Bagpipes right. are the opposite of karaoke, except the yes. vocals. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, Hard to think of anything more unlike karaoke than that. <laughs> I, uh, I got drunk on a Tuesday night and I have a bit of a hangover. Yep. It's pretty because great. of Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. Yep. I've uh, that's why they call Wednesday Hump Day. I've started um, hosting Puzzled Pint in San Francisco, um, which basically just means I am obliged to sit in a bar for four or five hours while other people are solving puzzles and uh, and help them out. Hmm. Which pretty good. It's cool, but it just it means I drink a lot of beer. It's good. It's good for you. <laughs> Yeah, beer is good for you. That's true. Yeah, it's proof it's just, that God loves us and wants us to be happy. It's the liquid bread. Guinness ads where it's like, pregnant? Have a glass of Guinness a day. Makes the baby strong. Yeah, I bet it does. It's possible. You know, it's probably fine. A ga- in fact, a glass of Guinness and a single potato every day are uh, all a baby needs to live. It's a d- dietary, complete dietary mm-hmm. regimen. Yeah, it's like Soylent. <laughs> I, read a, I read an account of somebody who lived on Soylent for two weeks and said that it was pretty terrible. Is that the g- bleeding gums on day three account? Yep. <laughs> yep. Mm. That's, that's Dylan Jones. We saw... Uh, do you know that guy? Yeah, you do too, I think. Do I? I think you've met him. Oh, okay. Did you just read that on the internet not knowing who it was? Yes. Wow, that's fascinating. Mm-hmm. That's, I guess that made start started to make the rounds. That's funny. We went to a party where there was some Soylent. Yes, different guy. Yeah, there's it's it's in the air, as it were. That sucks. Ugh. I don't want to accidentally eat some of it. Yep. Ah, man, it's just I, I don't understand what the point is. Well, I guess if you're broke, I understand the point, right? Because it's cheap. So I guess what for one week you can it's like 40 bucks, 40 bucks for a week hmm. of in all of your food, which is way cheap compared to what I do, which is eat every meal at a restaurant. <laughs> but also, I mean, I guess that is cheaper than awesome. the, it's cheaper than the, the already existing total liquid meal supplements like insure or whatever the hospital is, I guess, but like about on par with, if you just lived on ramen, right? Like, cause you could probably eat two packets of ramen for three meals a day. You're just not getting any. Yeah, you're just not food. Food. Yeah, you might as well be eating the wrappers as well. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that. I believe that Soylent actually provides enough nutrients. Yeah, because I don't know that anyone actually knows what that means. Well, I mean, I'm sure it provides more than ramen. I don't know if it's That's entirely probably, complete. It's probably just because it's fortified with some vitamins and shit that you probably don't need. I am gonna argue that you probably do need vitamins. Well, I mean, but definitionally, right? You need them to uh, avoid exhibiting the symptoms. Like, but that's what a vitamin is. It's a thing that it's a compound that if you don't have it, you have some sort of symptoms. Is that true of every single vitamin? Because there's a lot of different kinds of bees. (laughs) I mean, I think it is. I think that's how they discovered them is, oh, the vitamin C is whatever is in oranges that makes it so you don't get scurvy. And 
vitamin but, T is whatever is in bottle of tequilas, so you don't get. How do they pick those letters? It's the order that they discovered them. Is it what? just C because it's citric <laughs> no, acid or whatever? It's citric acid now. It's C because John Harvey Selog said they should be named after him. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Yep. <laughs> do you want to uh, do you want to talk about the Kingdom of Loathing? Sure. Sure. I work, okay. We've been working uh, busily on Avatar of the Armorian Legary mm. Proprietor. Is yeah, it? that's that's been that takes all of our working hours. Yeah, it's been crazy. Uh, I did a bunch of just random busy work this weekend. Yeah, that was weird. It you were was. like on a tear. Yeah. I got everything that used to be in store.php moved over to shop.php, the new and improved. Yeah, man. And like, now we can just burn down the old store <laughs> for the insurance money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and people have noticed that things like, say, Doc Galactic and uh, maybe Big Brother Sea Monkey and something else are not using the new interface that's because they weren't even using the old interface they were just using their own interface right because they're just separate scripts yeah and a lot of there was a lot of stuff that i mean that's how everything used to be that wasn't just buying stuff for meat uh, because are are the things that the brother sea monkey sells actually items most of them are but shop.php supports aren't. like destroying a thing as soon as you've bought it well, right, but didn't we also didn't wasn't there a period where you were just trying to make things that look like items that weren't actually items? That was kind of it, right? But it just didn't actually give it to you. But we can also right, do but that. They, they exist in the items database. People they do, just don't yeah. get to. Ever I mean, that's how the stuff them. in the chateau works, also. Sure, right, because that's a convenient way for us to let you click on something and see what it does. Because there's already systems for that. Yes. Yeah. It's it, it. There is this tiny little part of me that is super not rational. That but, wants there to not be anything like that? Yeah. Yeah. No, I can understand. You know, gaps in the item table. It's just like all of those things are like, just make my OCD quiver just a little bit <laughs> and then it's fine. Because you you are totally right that like, it shouldn't matter. It bothers me more that items that only ever exist in cafes are in a separate table with negative item IDs. That, That's weird. That drives me crazy. That those things don't even, like those things are nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. They're like even less real than fake things. Um, <laughs> and then I, what did I do? I added all of those. I guess this was not over the weekend. I added all those utensils to the armory and leggery. So now there's stuff in the armory and leggery that people actually care about. Um, you know, it was weird because there wasn't really anything in there to give to missed classes without having something in there be enchanted. So right. no, something in there is enchanted. So whatever. Somebody was like, I bought two obsidian nutcrackers for my hardcore run and it was great. And I was like, ah, that's okay. I guess, I guess it's okay for serious players to care about this thing that I yeah. put in there so that missed classes would have something to do in there. Zach's voice uh, has gotten a lot more quiet and muffled. Oh yeah. Has it? Yeah. You still sound okay. Maybe I, maybe I was just muttering. Is it worse? How's this? Does it sound pretty good? I, what else? Oh, I went and I made, uh, I added blue text to the item table for all of the HP and MP restoring items, some of which is inaccurate. I was wondering why the, whatever that generic healing potion thing you did or whatever was oh, such garbage. Weird. And it's because I didn't read it correctly. Hmm. Um, I think that those give two to three MP per level or something. What are those even from, Riff? 
Uh, I don't remember. What are what are they called? Generic healing potion. Oh, are those from, from the, the, the GameFAQs the uh, game dungeon? Facts. I don't know. I'm asking you. <laughs> if I knew, I wouldn't have had to ask you. That seems that's that would be my guess. Um. Yeah. Anyway, some some of them didn't fit neatly. I found I had thought that we had a whole category of items that were healing items that healed you, but for less if they were used in combat, like ones that were usable both in and out of combat. There weren't any of those. I, there. Uh, that's not true. Like I, I saw some in the spindler. Okay. There are there are like they're just probably not in on your radar. Like they are things that have combat usable code and then have a code block for combat and a code block for sure out of combat and i thought i mean everything that restores hp that people know about that have noticed enough to ask us to have it in the list of hp restores does not work like that okay so i mean if you can find something then i've labeled it incorrectly but i only found one item that i'm pretty sure was like that just because of a typo and it was an mp restoring item Hmm. which i then just made both of them equivalent to the more generous one um Wait, so you're making it more potent in combat now? No, it was it was already more potent in combat. Huh, weird. Yeah. Okay. I, like, I, which makes me think that it was just an accident, because why would we do that? Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't, you know. Yeah, I, I thought that was a principle that we had, but apparently we just don't, really. But you also thought it. Well, I, because I, I saw, I literally saw it like two days ago when I was working on some other items. Is it so, one of the new path items that works that way? Well, some of them do, and then they were based on pre other items, which also do. So huh. there, well. the items definitely exist that are supposed to be doing that, and if they don't, then something is weird. Well, then they're just labeled wrong. Anyway, I, I also I want think they're to- just combat usables. They're not like regular usables, so I don't know if those are in a different. I looked based entirely on the this item is an HP restorer. Tile. Oh, that might yeah, that might not so it might not be comprehensive, but well, that might just not yeah, that might not be ticked in those items. Sure. Um, anyway, the reason that I say that it, the reason that I believe it's comprehensive is because those became marked that way by people telling us this item restores HP. Could you put it in with the HP right. restorers and us doing it over years? There are not that many. You know, there were like maybe fifty each. Um. I was then going to go through and add blue text to all combat items describing what they do. Jesus. But there are like 500 of those. (laughs) So that is a bigger project. That's Um, that's a project for an intern. Yeah. uh, You know what's nice about them, though, is that all the code is right there. All in one block, you mean? Yeah. Well, they're all in the items. Like when we when we made it so usable items get their code from the database instead of from that flat PHP file. We did not go migrate all of the old ones over with combat items. We did when we made that switch because there weren't that many of them at the time. And so all of that is accessible from within the spindler is. uh, Are there like some effects of combat items that you would want to not be explicit about? Yeah. And I mean, I can be as vague. Like this is all just text that I'm manually typing in so I can be as vague as I want. Okay, because yeah, these are, there's just no way to generalize this out to a to a complicated one. Yeah, a form a formula. But I mean, say for the love songs, I think like does hot damage based on your mysticality or whatever. Sure, right? Like that. That's enough information. Yeah. I'm curious how many things after I do this will just be sitting there with no indication of what they do or what they are for. I hope not many. But there are a handful of items that are just purely for crafting, right? Like, yeah. 
They say on them that they're a crafting ingredient. So, okay. in a way, that description tells you what it's for. There's some stuff that's explicitly, well, I don't know explicitly, but there's some stuff that's just vendor trash. Vendor vendor trash? Yeah. yeah. High auto sell value? Yeah. Yep. Uh, Quintus writes, oh wait, actually, let's talk about spleen items. Uh, we made it so spleen items are actually a kind of thing in the database. Um, and then I had to make some decisions about how to how to display the quality of those. Right. I know that most of the people who are pretending to be confused by this really just want that to only be about adventure yield like it is on other consumables. But because spleen items do a lot of things other than grant adventures, and in fact, granting adventures is a really, like... In terms of where I want things to be, a very ancillary purpose of those items. I mean, granted, the only people, the only reason that anybody cares about them is because of that, the adventures thing, right? But what I didn't want to do was suggest to a new player that this item that is going to give them a bunch of stats in exchange for one spleen is crappy compared to an item that gives them one turn for that spleen because the stats that they are getting are significantly more than the stats that they would get in one combat. Interesting. So, you know, I but I did just have to make all that up. So I kind of just picked, you know, like I don't remember like maybe the high end uh, spleen items that we added in the Spooky Raven revamp in the laboratory are awesome or even epic. I don't know. And that's not a thing that like Speedbro considers epic. This gives you like 37 muscle for one spleen, bro. Slow down. <laughs> Slow down. You're going to overdose on epicness. Um, Epic God. Those might just be awesome, though. Anyway, so yeah, I just did a bunch of uh, a bunch of tedium, a bunch of busy work. It wasn't really busy. I mean, it needed to be done. It wasn't like make work. It was just a bunch of like, I don't know. What do you call it? What do you call tedious work that needs to be done anyway? Um, work. Work. Okay. <laughs> Quinta says, "I really like the favorite food slash booze section of profiles. I think it's neat to see what everyone's is and gives an account gives an account a bit of unique flavor without having to be competitive for the most part. I was wondering if it would be difficult to implement other favorite trackers like weapon, hat, outfit, potion, etc. Be pretty fun, in my opinion. Just a thought. Thanks for the great game, Quintus. Yeah, I mean, we don't track favorite adventuring location. Well, sure, we don't track that anymore either. We would have to store a lot of data." Right, because there would have to be a table that, like, right now we already store a lot of table, we already store a lot of data for consumables, but that isn't, there aren't going to be that many rows generated, right? There are a lot, and there's a huge table, but the set of food is way more finite than the set of gear, and the number of things you can eat in a day is way lower than the number of adventures that you can spend in a day. So tracking, like, you know, totals of... You know, we do it for familiars, right? But that is, again, like 100 rows per player, whatever, in a table, as opposed to the number of items that you could equip times the number of adventures you spend rows in a table, which nobody actually changes all of their gear for every adventure. But still, it's like, while I agree that it would be cool to have those stats, it's just technically not worth storing them, I think. 
Uh, where are my demons lies says to encourage more people to do runs, older ones included. How about new trophies for completing X number of them? For example, corresponding trophies for 100 ascensions, 500 ascensions, or even 1,000 ascensions, 10 of a particular path. I mean, I don't want to encourage people to run old paths. Like, it's fine that they're there if you want them, but I don't want to be on the hook for supporting them. So I don't want to encourage people to do them. Having trophies for that many ascensions, like I don't feel like you're going to do 500 runs to get a trophy. Like I feel like you're either going to do 500 runs or you're not going to do 500 runs. Plus, I don't think does anybody other than Madame Defarge have a thousand ascensions? I don't know. Aromia Fleiss says, thank you for taking the time to answer my question. You are awesome. Are you going to make an app for tablets and smartphones so we can play Kingdom from there? You already can via our handy-dandy web-friendly mobile interface. Pantsarama says, should the goth giant be called a goth lieth? That has a oh. lot of consonants in a row. Hmm. Geva says... I have had a character on KOL for almost 11 years. Haven't always been active. I recently started playing again, and Kingdom is so different from the last time I played, and even more so than when I started. I don't think you could even beat the Naughty Sorcerers at that time. Anyways, when you started, did you ever imagine it would become what it is now? What has changed that you wish you hadn't done? What do you wish you had done in the past at certain times? Are there any events you wish you would have done or done different in the past? Well, I wish that... a lot of questions. Yeah. I wish that the Ascensions had always been significantly longer like even the even soft core ascension yes okay i i wish that engine was lower i wish that instead of flooring out at like two days for an ascension the idea of like a seven day ascension seemed crazy fast Hmm. i wonder if that would have been off-putting yeah more or less excited about that i don't know i really don't know you know but two days is rough because you're playing two days worth of turns every single day right yeah yeah and i don't think that i think that people would be mad if we made it so they couldn't do it anymore but i think that they would actually be happier if they couldn't do it right like if they had never been able to do it um you know, people can choose not to, but sure. the fact that it's possible means that there's a certain kind of person who would otherwise be having more fun that would be driven to it. And like, yeah, right. I just, I wish, I guess that rather than the, the mainline quests having just sort of randomly occurred that we had thought about them a little more. Hmm. When we put them in, you know, so that there weren't these weird sore spots now where like, you know, I think that secretly part of the reason that people hate the smut orcs is because that quest used to take zero turns and nothing would have satisfied. Interesting. On a subconscious level, a person who is accustomed to that. What if they had to draw like a dick butt and then? <laughs> Sorry, no, not the smart. The level nine. Them. The level nine quest is the one that I forget which one used to just be zero turns. If they had to draw a dick butt, yeah, and then mail it in, <laughs> and you had to approve it, and you would mark their quest done. It's still, it would be zero turns. It would take several days, and it would vary depending on where you are in the world. And yeah, okay, yeah, that's yeah. true. And how and Speed how on top service. of the mail we were. Yeah, I, yeah that's yeah. probably pretty good. And then every year that we sounds. could publish a book of dick butts. 
That's yeah. true. Big old coffee table art book. Is it Dick Butts or Dick's Butt? Dick's Butt. Um, events. I'm pretty happy. You know, I, I kind of wish that the no pants trophy wasn't a thing. I kind of wish we hadn't put in that trophy for reindeer. But who knows? Maybe those will come back next Crimbo. You never know. <laughs> you just true. never know if you're not paying attention to this obvious foreshadowing. <laughs> um, hi, says Saki. No, I'm not going to read that one. Uh, Redundaswamy says, I haven't played in about three years, but I tried to, but got stuck at the new level nine quest. Why is there so much stuff in the game now? You should make an old school version and give equivalents of old items of the month. Yeah. Here. Hey, you, anybody want to buy a, uh, dark Jill? Let me answer that question for you. No. People would buy literally a dark Jill. Right. But, <laughs> but other than that, I'm not, they don't think they'd want it. They like functionally, they would. Some of the old items of the month that people would literally complain about if they were free now, much less. <laughs> uh, Dark Code Like Sniper says, what's the, what's the deal with consumable quality indicators? They generally make sense in terms of how many adventures they give you, but there are sometimes weird outliers. This is especially noticeable with spleen item quality, some of which don't have adventures at all. Are the qualities automatically determined by an algorithm, or do they just get entered manually? So, for everything except spleen items, they are generated by an algorithm. Um, and it is just thresholds of turns per fullness hmm. that cause those uh, those categories to be there. Uh, also, could you make it so I can use spleen items with the right click menu again? Oh, huh. Yeah, you'll have to you'll have to remind me of that at some point when I'm not listening to you <laughs> and I can talk to CD Moyer. P.S. I'm really enjoying standard. No path was getting complicated and getting rid of the old stuff makes it less overwhelming. Well, good. Uh, let's see. I don't tame turtles often as a TT because I don't really like losing an equipment slot to the turtling rod, says Quine, and it's kind of fiddly to keep unequipping and re-equipping it. Easy solution to a bunch of problems. Make the turtling rod allow you to wear a shield on your back. Bam! Best idea ever. <laughs> you don't have to have the turtling rod to get turtles. Yeah, it just now. gives you a bonus, I think. It just gives you a bonus. I mean, it's possible that you are playing really fast and you don't often spend enough time mm. in a turn in a place to get a turtle. And that's fine. And if you would get a turtle in that place, if you were using that equipment slot, then that feels like a pretty well-designed system to me. Like, you can either go out of your way to do a thing or not. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you probably tame turtles on the level 12 battlefield because you have to spend literally like a thousand, thousand turns, turns there. <laughs> that is one thing I do wish. I wish there was some way to not have the battlefield literally take 1,000 turns. <laughs> a big button that says... 75% discount takes 250 turns. Okay, yeah. All at once. Yeah. Okay, that's... Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's We could have done that. Uh, okay, one of my other regrets is that I, that Hot Stuff didn't have that idea in 2006. Just a big button. In the middle of the, middle of the battlefield. 2007? When did we... When did you... 2006 or 7. Okay. Um... Nero May Cry says, What do you think of super casual players, a.k.a. me, who basically eat some food and hit adventure again 200 times so they can have some fun making some progress on a thing? Would you like to be able to get those people to engage in the game more, or are you fine with letting people play their own way? I'm totally fine with you playing the game that way. Like, I mean, especially if you're not, like, doing that and then complaining about how little fun you're having, you're, like, the best player. <laughs> Uh, Dragon Maiden says, why the number 11? Well, back in the 80s, there was a band called Negative <laughs> Land, and they released an album called Escape from Noise, and on that album, there was a track called Time Zones, 
and you should listen to that track. Um, the Amazing Mr. Toothpaste says, Way back in the days of KOL High School, there was an item you could make in the after-school parts of it called a universal key. It was a key that you could use at the Naughty Sorceress Tower, and it would magically transform itself into one of the keys that you had not yet acquired. Uh, in 2015, with the new and improved NS Tower and those fancy locks for all the keys, the universal key does nothing at all. doesn't fit into any hole. And I know you guys don't make a habit of going back into expired challenge paths to fix things that don't work because of a revamp, not unless they make the path unplayable or unfinishable, but I've been doing KOL HS runs and I'm kind of in a universal key limbo now. I keep farming ingredients to make one each ascension just in case it was silently fixed since the <laughs> last time I checked. If they're permanently broken, I think I could stop doing that. So what's the verdict? Does the thing like the universal key fall under the knock and a fix heading? Yeah, I explicitly decided to not fix that. A lot of the time, the reason these things don't get fixed is because the only time anybody asks me to do it is when I am just about done with something that it turns out is fucking up something from an old path. Hmm. And it's like, nope, I'm not adding more shit to the list of shit that has to be done before this can roll out and I can go get drunk. <laughs> uh, hello again, good sirs, says Pane. Can we get an option to do standard runs with oxygenarian slash teetotaler slash boostafarian restrictions? Love from Pane. Why do you why do you reckon that people want that? Don't know. Is it so that they can get the enjoyment of playing the old path run that they like? Right. But still the bonus karma of standard? I think some people liked those because it was a way to limit turn gen without feeling like they were wasting anything. Right. I mean, I don't know that anything has changed for those people. Right. I mean, unless it's just, well, we recognize that standard is a better way to play mm. and we don't like all of this many years old bullshit fucking everything up and all of this paths that aren't standard. Right. That's probably what they're saying. Cause they seem pretty on the ball. <laughs> <laughs> Shemu says, what's your real-life Kingdom of Loathing class? Hmm. Hmm. Beer recycler. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I can't, can't really dance or sing. I feel like Moxie is out. You can dance. And I've seen you do it. Oh, yeah? Riff, are you a rave goblin? <laughs> hmm. I was going to go for something like... Which class wears a hat? Words putter. Oh, yeah, there you go. Hat wearer. <laughs> oh, a hat worder. <laughs> yeah, okay. hat worder. <laughs> keep keep those right. words right in my hat. Very handy. Huh. The only word you can really have on a hat is press. <laughs> That's definitely the most obvious one. It's not really possible to wear those kinds of hats anymore. Yeah, there's slogans. Like, I'm a trucker is another word that you can have on there. (laughs) World's greatest dad. Mm -hmm. Ask me about trucker. Rather be fishing. I'd rather be trucking. (laughs) I'd rather be keeping on (laughs) trucking. I'd rather be trucking. Rather be trucking inspector. (laughs) <laughs> hey sam crew says pobble bunk could we get an option to sort by recency in the recent items page pobble bunk um that's a good idea i don't know how hard that would be actually huh 
Ask C.D. Moyer. We need to get C.D. Moyer on this show phone. Yeah. I'll bet. I'll bet that we'll do a podcast in March with C.D. Moyer on it. That makes sense. I bet we will march forward into the future, the future of podcasts with C.D. Moyer, special guest. Sure. Now that spleen items are actually their own real thing, can they get their own inventory section and or be able to be sorted by quality, says Rotini Pants? Yeah, no, I knew that was what people were going to ask for. I came in right after I did all those and I said, you know what people are going to ask for? <laughs> they're going to ask for a separate section. They're going to be they're going to want to split out miscellaneous consumables from spleen items. Hmm. And that is not that hard anymore. Uh, Agatarly points out, yeah, I missed Doc Galactic and the frat slash hippie war stores. That was another one that are missing. Yeah, I need to, I really need to make those into shop shops, but I'm not going to do it now. I'm just going to wait until I burn down the island and a new island emerges from the ashes of the island. The ashes. Ash island. It will rise like a phoenix. Do you know what I learned the other day that made me pretty happy? What? Okay, so you know how we like 37 mm-hmm. in this game? Yeah. And you know how we like uh, three mm-hmm. yes. in this game? And you know how the island takes a thousand turns? So basically, you got to kill like 999 dudes and then a boss. You know what makes me pretty happy? Huh. Three cubed times 37 equals 999. Nice. Okay. I bet we can do something with that. This means something. <laughs> Riff and hot stuff. So, for instance, if you were in a situation where you were killing three cubed enemies per turn on the battlefield, you would finish it in 37 turns, which is about how many turns you spend there now if you're really maximizing things. Interesting. So, that is a target that makes a bunch of sense in a bunch of ways that we can that we can do. So first, you do one side quest, and you start killing one to the one hippies per turn. And then you do another one, and you're killing two to the two. And then you do another one, and you're killing three to the three. That is huh. that is what's called easing the player in. That is, uh, that is what is called a, 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 a curve. Huh. You call that a function? Okay. Why is it, says Sular the second, that we can't pull from the clan stash in Ronin and have it go into Hanks? Uh, we can buy from the mall and have it go into Hanks. It's been tripping me up lately because I put spare Fody spleen items in my clan stash for my friends, but then I don't have any in storage when I do a 100% familiar run. Wait, so you're saying that it keeps tripping you up because you keep giving stuff away and then trying to take it back and use it yourself? Because that doesn't sound like a behavior we want to support. <laughs> um, yeah, God, the clan stash, man. Burn that down. Yes. It's got a lot of the same words as store. Yeah. It's got a lot of the same letters as hash, and I like burning that. <laughs> Replace it with a clan sash. Okay. Clan snatch. Clan okay. slash. Slash those prices. I saw a girl at the gym today uh, wearing a shirt that said, yoga is good for my snatch. And uh, then it was a picture of somebody doing what I presume was the exercise known as a snatch. Hmm. Huh. With the, the snatch and jerk or whatever. Jamaican jerk snatch. <laughs> clean and jerk. There's clean and jerk. Right. Yeah. yeah. Might have also just been about a twat. <laughs> you never know. Um, you know, the reason, Sular, is because that 
shit is all effed. It's easier now than it used to be. Like some, something that we could do is if you pull something out of the clan stash while you're in Ronin, we could just put it directly into Hanks because we just have an argument to give item now that just drops it into Hanks that is trustworthy. Uh, you know, we've been doing a lot of stuff like that. Oh, another thing that I did that I forgot about was I turned off the sneaky wrapping paper check. And now whenever you go to the main page, any presents that were hidden for you are just delivered to you. Um, Interesting. So I'm going to let that run for like a month. And then anybody that doesn't claim it just loses it. Then I'll read the note. I'll, I'll say, oh, this poor guy. <laughs> it's not a- going down very fast. I think a, a lot of the reason for that is that most of the ones that were left were for people who just didn't really play very much. Yeah, inactive yeah. accounts and stuff. Yeah. Um, they'll, they'll, they'll never know. They'll come back and nothing will have changed. But they've, they will have unwittingly missed out on the best presents. Probably. I'm really curious if there's anything good in there. Before I delete it, maybe I will see if there's anything good in there. And then if there is, just give it away in uh, raffle prizes. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I was just going to say. Owen09 says, speaking of which, hey guys, what's the plan for the old tower monsters? Any plans to put them back into the game again? I'd love to get all the factoids from those crazy guys. Uh, Yeah, let me... Let me float a plan to, to these riff and hot stuff gentlemen here and yeah. see what you think. Um, I had been talking for a while about replacing the raffle prizes with something that it was basically just a Skinner box and a joke about a Skinner box. Um, and one of the things that you would be able to get out of that and one of the sort of more common things you'd be able to get out of it is like, say, a day pass to the Museum of Discontinued Monsters mm-hmm. where you can go fight stuff and get factoids. Okay. Yeah, like um, a like a fighting zoo. Yeah. So then there'd the be... Dungeoneers Association. Yeah, just, just, I mean, we'd have to, we'll have to figure out how to do it. Like, I don't think that we would want to just put in like, Oh, here's a bunch of random old monsters and also the tower monsters, because that's bullshit, right? Because you're just going to get killed <laughs> by all of them. You know, but we'll, but we'll figure out a way to do that that is that is hopefully like somewhat economically interesting, right? Like you can get these factoids, but you got to buy one of these passes from somebody who won the raffle. Yeah. I think that's pretty interesting, actually. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good we way. Could, we could even we could give them some some actual drops too. Eh. put some to have them drop up. I don't know, some meat or something. Uh, just so also just the, so to make it, to give it a point for people who don't care about factoids. Well, but I mean, it's you know, the point of it is that it's for people who care about factoids, mm. right? Um, also, the Dungeons and Doom potions continues 0-9. They aren't used for anything, as far as I know, now that the tower has changed, which is awesome. Uh, by the way, I love not getting screwed over by needing to get black pepper or something like that. I can't hear you anymore. Riff, are you still there? No. Hello, Riff. Ah, there you are. Um, I mean, the Dungeons of Doom potions still do what they always did, which is give you some effects and shit. Yep. Uh, Glebe says, when was the last time the Ascension fact was revised? I don't know. Mm. When's the last time it was reviled? Just now. <laughs> when was that it thing written? Sucks. <laughs> it, there were things about it that were of dubious 
uh, factuality. Uh, <laughs> last time I looked, given all the changes that we've made to Ascension. Yeah. Stuff. I don't know where that lives, actually. It might be in a static. I think it's just in a static page, yeah. Okay. Uh, Panay says, hello, Jick, uh, Hick, Jeff, and Rot stuff. If you had to be roommates with a KOL character or a monster, who would it be? The Crackpot Mystic? Boris? Lady mm. Spooky Raven? A Merman? Personally, I think maybe Jarlsberg. Then he could cook delicious food for me. I bet he wouldn't, though. He's kind yeah, of he's dead. real neurotic. I, none of those people sound like good options. Yeah, I was thinking like a tonic water elemental, but that's probably a terrible idea. Yeah, all of your stuff would be wet all the time. and <laughs> The taste of delicious quinine. Okay. The I mean, urge to yeah. stare at my hands. <laughs> oh no, the floating uh, the floating severed head of uh, Casey, Casey. It's not a severed head. Well, just the floating head. I guess it's oh, not severed. <laughs> it is a head uh, with nothing else. Right. Oh, uh, the bone star. <laughs> uh, there you go. Thrensa says, the sad thing about that review you mentioned last week is that if you go into the review itself, the game has 132 reviews, 80 parents, and 52 kids with an average of 4.75 stars. So then what the fuck? Well, their rating, the organization's rating oh, the, of it was 2 out of 5, oh, oh, but then oh. their own users rated it 4.75 well, out yeah, of but that's Or I mean, our AstroTurfers. Not, not like we hired people to AstroTurf or encouraged people to AstroTurf. Uh, let's see. Sular the second says, recently with the Chateau and a lot of free rests, along with some other things, I've not had any lulls in leveling. <laughs> oh, come on. Oh, your leveling is full of lulls. <laughs> uh, which has left me feeling no inclination whatsoever to do the pirate's quest, since I really do like the Copperhead route more, and the bridge is a non-issue of the Grimstone Golem. However, recently ran into another frustrating dependency on the pirate quest, akin to the recently removed Nemesis quest dependency. You can't finish the Baron quest without the dictionary, which stops you from getting the facsimile dictionary, well, which I wanted to start grabbing real quick before hopping into the gash. Any chance of a change there? I don't... I mean, that quest is super optional... Getting those facsimile dictionaries is nice. Yeah, because they sell for a lot. Mm. They, um... You could, you could always just get one of those, what, golden golden brick or chalices or whatever. Yeah, those are pretty easy to come by. <laughs> um, well, getting the dictionary in, in the first place is handy because that gets you the bridge. Sular the second says, uh, I had a thought about the oh so love topic of pirates versus copperheads. Have you considered doing away with the difference between the copperhead charms and the pirate charms and making it so the pirates only give one charm? That would mean there are three charms out there, but you only need to get two of them to proceed. That would be pretty clumsy, I think. Like, because then no one would do the pirates and they would be mad. <laughs> Which is not what I want. Like, I want you to do the pirates if you genuinely think that they're more fun, not because they're faster, because my inclination is that you won't actually think that they're more fun. I mean, pirates are cool. That's true. They would be even cooler if I could do anything with them. Do you feel like your hands are tied? I feel like I can't make changes to the pirate quest that won't just piss everyone off hmm. by making it take longer, because right now it's just this incredibly difficult to tune bullshit that's also very like I would want to make it finishable in a more comprehensible way and there's no way that I would do that now without also making it take longer hmm. that just makes me so mad when I ask like alright how long do people spend on this quest Th three turns oh thanks cool guess I I think 
the, I, I guess I'm confused because I feel like people are fine with stuff taking longer as long as it's every, it takes longer for everybody moving forward, right? Like it's they're not upset about the idea of the increasing like runs have gotten longer with certain updates and yeah people are, are fine i also that. i mean the reason that i the reason that the copperhead quest exists is that i could not think of a good way to do the insult beer pong because it's like it's funny the writing is funny in it but i think it is very clumsy and very confusing yeah the mechanic sure needs some and more. i like as an homage, I like it, but we did not, I don't think, do a very good job mechanically of creating an homage. But it functions as an homage. It does not function as a cool quest Right, is my problem with it. And I would probably just want to do away with it or just, you know, like uh, play in Soul Beer Pong and as you just mini-game. click a button and it's like, oh, it, did you have 90 boxy? Well, then you won <laughs> and just describe it. Or put the best writing in whatever, but um Sula, the second says, have you ever considered making saucers only get two reagent potions at a time by default, but making impetuous sauciness also allow you to create an additional reagent potion? Anytime I play as a not saucer, I end up feeling frustrated about keeping my milk supply up. <laughs> uh seeing you said there were no lulls in leveling, but you said <laughs> milk supply, and that's a lulled. Uh, <laughs> I mean I don't know that, like, I'm frustrated when I play as a non-saucerer because saucerers are so much better, so you make saucerers worse is going to be a popular move. I think the idea is that it's a skill that you could perm and take with you. I see. And so it's it's just mitigating the difference between the two. Okay. Huh. I didn't read that like that at all, but I'm now certain. That was, that that was that, how I, I am now certain that that's what he meant. Okay. Um. Do, do, do. Uh, also says Elfin, no, Elfin uh, mm, mm, says, how would you feel about separating out spleen items from HP, MP, and uh, HP, MP restorers in inventory? Yeah, I feel fine about that. Also, can spleen quality slash size be shown Shown like food booze is shown in the consumable pain? Thanks. What's the consumable pain? Oh, the pain. I think of pains as frames. I think people talk about pains as pain. Like I think of pains little as windows. aches, injuries. Um, Ashton says, right now I'm level nine. I finished the peaks quest. I've got the keys I need. I don't have need of the zap wand. I am in time that I could be farming for the end of the run, except I don't know of anything I really need to get for the end of the run. I visit the council and they tell me to come back when I'm more experienced. I could go for my liver of steel and for what really? I've got spooky Raven and the hidden temple unlocked already. Aside from sleeping in the chateau, I don't have much to do. If I could start on the hidden city, that would be great. If I could start on any of the level 11 stuff, it would make level 11 less of a brick wall. I mean, I know that there are like all of these people are writing in as though they think that I am just willfully refusing to acknowledge the fact that there is a point in runs where you decide to do the pirates, right? I'm not saying that you don't do it. I'm saying is anything you do at any point, you could say there is literally nothing to do at this point, except the thing that I'm doing. Anything that you just do by rote because it's been the optimal thing for however long is going to feel like that. Well, Here's the thing. People within have the constraints of doing a speed run, right? Like, okay. 
So you, you're not going to do Are there any isn't... drops in any zones at level eight that could shave a few turns off of one of the elemental stat tests at the base of the tower? I don't know whether there are or not, and I don't think that people have done all the fucking math and concluded that literally the only useful thing you can do is the goddamn pirates. I just don't believe that. I do not believe that that's true. And it is not like a failure to understand, but that's what everybody does. Okay, I'll believe you if you say that's what everybody does. I don't believe you if you say there is literally no other useful thing that you can do other than that. I think, right then. but uh, you know, I, maybe I'm being gen- too generous or whatever, but it, it felt like this, this listener's question was, tell me something else that I could do. Sure. Right? I mean, I think what I need to do is I need to make it so every aspect of the level 12 quest is preppable at level eight. Yep. I feel like that would go a and long then just, way. And then just get rid of the pirates as a, as a relevant speed. Thing. Sure. Hmm. Like, and I, and I think that would be fine. I mean, people love being able to, to yep. get stuff done, multiple things done at the same time. And yeah, it, I, I feel like the pirates I, just feels really good that way. You people know? would love if the level 11 quest went away, that kind of person. I think, I think that that, feels like a roadblock specifically because it's a thing that you actually have to spend a bunch of turns on and they don't like the optimizer does not want to spend turns. Why don't they feel the same way about level 12? I think some of them do. There's still a bunch of turns to be spent there. I I think some of them do feel that way. Hmm. It's, I mean, I don't actually know how many turns you end up spending at level 11 on the level 11 quest. There's a lot of tasks. Yeah. I mean, you can, you can prep, like half the quest early already and any part of it that you can't prep are the parts that they complain about not being able to prep. Right. And I mean, probably there would be fewer complaints about that if zero of them were preppable than if only some of them are preppable. Right. Hmm. Because you wouldn't have any basis of comparison for comparison. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think letting, all of the war prep stuff happen as soon as you get island access would go a long way towards making it so there is always productive stuff to do yeah to advance an ascension even if it took longer in the long run and i i have a model in my mind for the narrative of the island war that supports that what I don't have is a narrative that makes it so you get the MacGuffin diary at level one, which is, you know, I don't know. I Maybe, maybe just fuck it. Get the MacGuffin diary level one on subsequent ascensions. Maybe there's a skill you can perm. Super diary sleuth <laughs> bones. And it makes your, makes it so your bones just tell you on the first turn in the sleazy back alley that somebody threw away a copy of the MacGuffin diary, but it's like, maybe you can buy a copy of your father's will in Valhalla for a hundred karma. Oh man. Maybe every run you have to have bought a will. (laughs) Hmm. Uh, Elfin says last week, I almost asked a question about how odd the shop interface for the crackpot mystic shop is with both radio buttons and regular buttons and multi make interface at the bottom of the screen. And also right click multi make buttons, which seem to fly against Jake's keep it simple interface philosophy. But now I see it's all uh, cleaned up and is really, really nice. So thanks. Yeah. So I was about to complain about this thing that was bad four years ago, but then I realized <laughs> it's not bad anymore. 
There probably are still some shops that have the radio buttons in them because I haven't. It took me a long time to convince Chris that the buttons only is a better interface. You haven't gotten the video buttons in those places yet to kill the radio buttons. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It isn't video stars killed the radio stars. Yeah. Right. Uh, also, also, says Ernie, you guys are too harsh on the pirate insult stuff. Getting them is sometimes a little janky, but the insult beer pong itself is great. Extremely well written. I often secretly hope that someone will insult me in a way that means I can retort with something you've taught me over hundreds of ascensions. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not saying it's not funny and I'm not saying it's not well written. I'm saying that it's janky and so are you. <laughs> Even <laughs> defending it, you're saying that huh. the things that I think are bad about it are bad. Um. Van Dyer says, so guys, you go to the office, right? And you kind of have office hours, right? So do you ever like sit there for 30 minutes and alphabetize your PDFs because there's 10 minutes till lunch? Well, no, because then I'd be 20 minutes late for lunch. (laughs) Um, Even in a pick your own hour situation, do you still have downtime busy work projects? Any low priority F projects hanging around? If so or not, what do you do? You know, it's weird. I mean, I do. I feel like. Art is one of those things that I kind of do when you I don't have the you... energy to work on something else. I will yeah. often just, if I know that I'm just going to be staring at the screen, unable to do meaningful work for the rest of the afternoon, I will often just go home. Um, but I tend to, I tend to fill a reasonable work day with stuff Tasks. that I feel pretty good about it being things that actually accomplish things. I mean, you know, one of the things that we did was make an entire other game <laughs> right? this past year, which was what we did with a lot of the KOL downtime. Hot Stuff's hours are weird. And they just keep getting weirder. Yep. Uh, I'm asleep right now, for example. Oh, speaking of which, <laughs> uh, this was sent into the video games hot dog uh, questions, but I think it, it makes sense here. Uh, Code Ranger writes, so I noticed that the company behind the mysterious other game has you listed as a partner now. Does that mean it isn't going to be secret for much longer? Still no sign of it on the market, though, unless it is the mysterious timeline. Um, it is not. But are, is it out there? I mean, like, I feel like we're allowed to talk about it. Yeah, probably. So we made... An educational version of Word Realms that was named, literally named by a committee of children. So don't make fun of us <laughs> uh, for this, but it is called Master Swords and uh, it is good. <laughs> and uh, the Amplify Entertainment, it, Amplify Education, not Amplify Entertainment, Amplify Edutainment is uh, in the process of, dis- they're, they're distributing it along with their curriculum software to a bunch of schools. Um and that's where, you know, if you happen to have a 12-year-old in the L.A. Unified School District that has a school-issued iPad, maybe you will be able to play it. There is, Amplify has done some stuff where they've done commercial releases of they've games that they've done one. Uh, they are interested in doing that with this game, and we're sort of talking to them about it. So it might be a thing that gets ported I mean, it already runs on iPads, but it might be a thing that a version of gets made that is sold in the App Store, um, which, you know, you'd probably end, you'd be buying it from the publisher because they just paid us to make it um, rather than supporting us. But, you know, if you wanted to see it, that would be a way to see it. It's right. You know, it's a good game. It's a good game for kids. Mm-hmm. So it's not. And parents don't hate it. Yeah, parents don't hate it. Parents are not confused by it, which is one of the reasons that they are 
it's weird how happy they are with it. I mean, I, like partially because I'm accustomed to thinking of everything that I build as being terrible. I mean, I think our programmer was just really good. I think that's why the game is good is because the programmer made a good game. And we just sort of pointed and grunted. <laughs> I mean, it is a, honestly, it's a good game. I know. I, but I mean, we did a good job of designing it too. I think I, I did a fairly solid job of cutting out all of the dross from chaff from word realms and you did a good job of putting numbers on all of the things and i mean the balance is is good it feels pretty good right i mean yeah you know we just we gave ourselves a lot we gave ourselves limited scope and increased freedom to sort of work on content for it which just made it a joy to work on relative to Having just drugs. like a hard limit on how much stuff we were going to put in it. Yeah, was that was kind another of thing. Like it was designed, like it was designed before it was coded, which is new. Like, turns new out that's us. like fucking the way to do it. <laughs> but yeah. Um, but yeah. Anyway, it's this, it's an educational version of Word Realms called Master Swords. And uh, you can play it if you are one of a few thousand kids next month, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, um, we don't really know. It's yeah. It's in their hands to do stuff with, so. Yep. Um, but yeah, you know, it might eventually be something that you can buy, but we have no idea. Like, that's going to depend on their budget, their plans. Like, they want to do it. They might not be able to. Um, you know, our the programmer that we worked with on it is excited about coming back to do that because he's also very proud of the game. Um, so that might happen. But we don't know, you know, we're going to we're going to have a lot of breakfasts. <laughs> during GDC and perhaps those breakfasts will be fruitful. Oh, I see uh-huh. what you did there. Uh, let's see. Yeah, anyway, that's what we do at the office. And yeah, thank you for it. It's weird that you noticed that code ranger. Cause uh, I mean, it's uh, like, why would you, why would anyone have been looking at that web page? No idea. I mean, I guess they mentioned Kingdom of Loathing, so you could just Google Kingdom of Loathing and maybe Amplify's partner list would show up. Uh, Code Ranger says, what do you think about adding some aftercore uses for clovers? For people to spend a lot of time in the sea, dungeons, etc., it's easy to have hundreds or thousands of clovers with little to do but put them in the mall. Some clover adventures in aftercore-only zones could be fun. Yeah, it's weird that there aren't any. We just don't tend to think of it outside the progression. Yeah. I still kind of want to do that thing where we get rid of semi-rares and collapse semi-rares and clovers into one thing that are always or almost always granted under the user's control. Huh. Hmm. Because I really don't like... So, like, maybe instead of, instead of randomly getting a... Oh, okay. I guess I guess this idea wouldn't solve the tracking, but I was going to suggest instead of randomly acquiring a semi-rare, you randomly acquire a clover, and then you choose when to assemble them. There's like a timer effect and stuff. Like, yeah, but it's I don't like it. I don't think it's fun. Hmm. When when you proposed putting in the fortune cookie to tell you when the next semi-rare was coming up i was like yeah that sounds fine and it i never imagined that anyone would do it because it is the opposite of fun 
right? It's a cool thing if you just happen to want a specific thing and are willing to make a big sacrifice for it. But it became so important because of what we used semi-rares for moving forward that it's like I would just much rather, I think, have that be a, a, a finite but deliberately consumed resource. Optimal hot dogs. Would be fine, right? Because it, like, basically, there is a new effect called, I'm feeling lucky, or whatever. And then wherever you go, when you have that effect, you get the the lucky adventure there. And the hot dog would just be another source of that that wasn't a clover. Hmm. Like, the the question is how to actually make it randomly happen for people sometimes. Outside that scope. Without that being a thing that you'd have to fucking abuse. Which you would if they're if they're the same if they're like the same quality of of goodness. I mean, not if it only ever happened on days one through three of your account existing and on days five plus of ascensions thereafter, right? That would be fine. Like I, 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 it's not beyond us to. Sure. figure out the behaviors of the people that we want to reward with goofy random shit in a way that doesn't become some fiddly bullshit that right because that's what semi rares were supposed to be was goofy random shit that you would like I want something that is powerful but not super plentiful so here this thing you'll just randomly get lucky sometimes and it's like well we don't really want these to be acquirable on purpose which is why you can't get the same one twice in a row so it's not like a thing that you can just farm but then we turned that mechanic into a thing that you're required to engage with it to play optimally and I just don't think it's fun Hmm. the idea of it is cool that there are these things that you can happen when you you know have a stroke of luck in a place and that they're thematically aligned to the zone that they're in and and all that. But it's like, you know, we already have that. It is done under the user's control. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's a lot of work and I don't know. I mean, it's not, it's not actually a lot of work. I bet we could do it in a couple days. It is a significant amount of work. I bet there are. Do you think people actively don't have fun or aren't having fun because of because of having to eat a fortune cookie and then set a timer and then yeah. pay attention to the timer. Yeah, I don't think that's fun. Huh. I mean, I think that the feeling of optimality that it gives you is fun, but I think that we could give them that same feeling at no extra cost to us via a mechanism that was more deliberate and less just bookkeepy. Hmm. You know? Sure. Uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe this is one of those dumb things that's not worth doing, but it just, it seems better to me. And I can't really think of any downsides other than it's a couple days of work. Curious how people would feel about it. Mm. Uh, I'm curious how I would feel if I had a sandwich on the inside of me that is currently on the outside of me and at the bar next door. <laughs> an excellent that is an excellent question if, if only we could find the answer to that let's let's do it guys okay i mean you cab hot stuff fuck hot stuff fuck <laughs> not riff fuck you guys i'm the only one whose name doesn't end with ff it's true hmm. i never noticed that before yeah i probably noticed that before Ziff. anyway guys thanks for listening to the kingdom of loathing podcast make a hamburger out of farts Good night.
Have a great week, everybody. <laughs>